Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, it's journalist Caroline Stephen. Today is the 300th episode of Talking Trading. When Louise Bedford, Chris Tate and I started Talking Trading six and a half years ago, podcasts were just beginning. Nowadays, they're everywhere and everyone's doing them. But back then, we were really on the edge of that first wave. And I look back on those early years and I think, oh my God, what a learning curve. We have had so many guests on Talking Trading, from Wall Street legends to Mount Everest climbers to billion-dollar CEOs and many market wizards in between. We have interviewed the best and the brightest of share traders and elite professionals. So as I sit here today, nearly seven years after Talking Trading started, and I go through all the countless wonderful stories that stand out in my mind, here are the top 10 things I have learned from 300 episodes of Talking Trading. Number one, success is an energy. It's a funny thing that as soon as I connect with someone in an interview as a journalist, the energy of that person's success is apparent before they say anything. For the most successful, the market wizards such as Anthony Saliba, Linda Rashke, Wall Street legend Victor Sperandio, their professionalism is at the fore. They make my job easy. There is no bravado, no ego, only a deliverable. As Chris Tate says, successful people are successful for a reason. Number two, professionalism. The successful elite do something straight away and they're hyper-organised. Louise Bedford says that procrastination is the language of the poor. I'm fond of saying that Louise Bedford might look like a fairy, but on the inside of her is the biggest whirlwind of creative, organised energy that I have ever come across. And for those of you who know Louise and interacted with her, you'll know that she'll always answer your email that day with detail and flourish and always make you feel special. Chris Tate says the definition of being a professional is delivering on what you say you will do. And I have never known Chris or Louise to not do this. In fact, usually there's not much of a discussion, just a delivery after the fact. Number three, purpose and goals. Elite professionals have a clearly defined purpose. Louise Bedford says it's your big why for trading that keeps you in the game. Lane Beachley, the seven-time world champion surfer on Talking Trading, said that your purpose in life will lead you to your passion 
And through the law of proximity, your purpose will draw the people you need into your experience. Alan Peace, the international body language expert, talked on the power of purpose and goal setting, and his story is truly incredible. So let me share it here. Alan became the number one best-selling author of non-fiction books around the world. He's worked with the British Royal Family on their body language, prime ministers, presidents, celebrities all around the globe. Back in 1979, Alan had a dream of working in Russia, but it was the USSR and you couldn't enter the country. But 12 years later, as the communist bloc was dissolving, Alan was sitting in a cocktail party and he heard a Russian accent. He went through the crowd, introduced himself, and as he'd been practicing his Russian seminar in his head for years, he did a deal right there on the spot with his fellow. And shortly after, Alan did the first seminars at the Kremlin and coached senior politicians on how to go on television and to ditch the aggressive Soviet-era style of speaking and look friendly and be credible. Alan ended up training ex-KGB officer Vladimir Putin, whom he describes, not surprisingly, as a very clever and capable student. He also said that everyone went silent when he was around him because everyone was aware of his ex-KGB status. Alan not only remembers training Vladimir, he remembers asking Vladimir to make him a cup of tea with milk and two sugars. And Russia has become the biggest selling market for Alan Peace and his wife and their books for the last 25 years. And it was all because Alan knew his purpose and had a clearly defined goal. Number four, visualization. Life coach Rick Schnabel discussed on the show how Einstein said imagination is more important than knowledge. And Einstein himself used to imagine riding on a beam of light through space and that this image assisted his discovery of the theory of relativity. According to Alan Peace, the average person has greatness in them. And Alan is a huge proponent of visualization, visualizing the smallest details of what you want over and over again, deciding what you want, what you want to have, what you want to become. Our brain doesn't think in terms of words. It thinks in terms of pictures. So let your RAS, your reticular activating system, pick out the information and feed your brain positive images. Number five, your trading system has to be practical. Every elite trader and every market wizard who has come onto talking trading has emphasized the need to develop your own customized trading plan for success. Charting legend Peter L. Brown, who is still one of my favorite guests, says that he knows his trading plan better than he knows his own wife and he's been married 46 years, but he knows his trading approach intimately. He knows its heartbeat. He knows how it breathes. He knows its personality. And he says that if you're trading someone else's system, you will not handle the drawdown periods. Chris Tater said on Talking Trading, the trading is an immensely easy profession to do, but an immensely difficult profession to execute. And it's only through intimately knowing your own trading system that you will be able to execute it properly over the long term. Peter Brand also has a two-second rule. He looks for reasons to not put on a trade. He said that a trade should be so obvious. It is like one of those people dressed up as chickens on the street that jump up and down and wave in your face for attention. You cannot miss it. Number three, 
Number six, everyone has an imposter complex. That small voice of doubt that says you're a fraud, that says you're going to fail, that's waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, it's natural. For women, it's truly apparent because as Ali Brown, the Forbes 500 coach we had on Talking Trading a few years ago said, that in caveman times, if women ever got too big for their breaches in the tribe, they were ostracized and that meant certain death, not only for them, but their young. So it's a woman's DNA survival to play down their accomplishments. Whereas a man, the hunter, had to show confidence and aggression to kill that wild beast. In fact, the more he showed, the more likely was his chance of the kill and therefore his survival. Furthermore, if a man made the kill, his chances of being rewarded were large. He might take a new, prettier wife, or he might get a larger cave. Whereas the rewards for a woman who gathered more were likely to become invisible and spread around the tribe. Sheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook, has shown that when women use the we language, we are seen as more likable and more allowed to be successful than if we use the I language and stay individually focused. Trading coach Mandy Paul Rafsanjani has pointed out on the show that when we have a string of trading losses, we can go into our childhood emotional patterns and react like a little kid. Adult emotions often stay stuck at the ages where their emotional needs were not met as a child. And when a child's emotional needs aren't met, they shut down. They feel unworthy, cut off. And when there's a string of losses, traders can see it as a way of not being worthy and therefore not being loved. As a seven-year-old, if you weren't able to express your anger or emotional needs, then as an adult, you will revert to a seven-year-old after a string of losses. As Louise Bedford says, we are all really children stuck in an adult's body. Life coach Rick Schnabel said on the show, we spend the rest of our lives working to build the confidence we lost as children. Tanya Geisler, the imposter complex life coach from Toronto, says that any self-doubt we have is simply proof of our humanity, not our inadequacy. Self-doubt is proof that we are conscious, high-functioning, have strong values of integrity and excellence. And Louise Bedford also points out another lie of the imposter complex, that successful people don't feel this. Not true in Louise's words. Successful people feel this and then they just get on with it. Every single one of these names has admitted to feeling the sting of the imposter complex. Meryl Streep for crying out loud, Chris Martin, the front man of Coldplay, Tina Fey, the comedian, John Lennon, for goodness sake. In fact, life coach Rick Schnabel said that a study was done of the most famous and rich of Hollywood celebrities and every single one of them admitted to wanting more of one thing, confidence. The imposter complex's game is to shut you down. It's also there to stop you asking for help. It counts on you feeling alone. And this is why Chris Tate and Louise Bedford have created the six-month Repeat for Free Mentor Program to create a tribe of like-minded share traders who can help and support each other through the process of becoming a successful and profitable trader. As Jim Rohn said, 
You don't become a millionaire for the money. You become a millionaire for the person you become along the way. Number seven, success is a grind. Chris Tate's favorite word is grind. He is fond of saying that everyone needs to grind out the work in trading to become successful. No one helped CT in the markets. He figured them out himself and so did Louise Bedford. Louise says that there is no zero to hero for anybody and no shortcut to success. And Arnold Schwarzenegger says the same thing. In his autobiography, Total Recall, Schwarzenegger said that his secret to success has been repetition. When he walked into the gym in Graz, Austria, where he lifted weights as a kid, there was a long plywood wall covered with chalk marks, and that was where they wrote down their training program each day. After each set, he would cross the line off so it became an X. And this practice had a huge impact on his motivation. He said he always had the visual feedback of, wow, what an accomplishment. And so did his conviction that there were no shortcuts. It took hundreds, even thousands of repetitions for him to learn how to hit a great three-quarter back pose, deliver a punchline, dance the tango in True Lies, paint a birthday card, deliver an address to the United Nations on how to fight global warming and say, I'll be back in just the right way. Whether you're doing a bicep curl in a chilly gym or talking to world leaders, or placing a share trade. There are no shortcuts. There are only reps. As Chris Tate says, it is only through reps in trading that you will find your winning trade. Number eight, it is all about risk management. Louise Bedford and Chris Tate put risk management at the beginning of their mentor program for good reason. Tom Basso, the market wizard, said, do you know how many names in the market wizard series no longer trade because they blew themselves up? As Chris Tate says, if you don't have money, you can't play. Survivability is key. Can you survive long enough to make that winning trade? Mark D. Cook, the stock market wizard, had a famous option story where he blew himself up and it took him years to come back from it. He said that what he learned from the experience was to become just impeccable, religious, and disciplined about risk management. As behavioral psychologist Dr. Daniel Crosby said on the show just recently, God could not have created a worse investor than you or I. We are wired 180 degrees away from risk and uncertainty. And the reason for this, in an evolutionary sense, is that if we had a good day hunting in caveman times, who really cared? Nothing extraordinary happened. But if we had a bad day and we averted danger, we probably avoided death. And that was a day that really mattered because we only get to die once. And risk management allows us to live again and again and again. Number nine, ego. Men are statistically more likely to suffer from overconfidence while share trading, which leads to more mistakes and bigger losses. One very noticeable aspect of all the market wizards I have interviewed, including Wall Street legend Victor Sperandio, is that they have all learned to master their ego in the markets. 
market wizard Anthony Saliba, who is also still one of my favorite guests. Anthony has a seat on the Chicago Board of Trade and he has done business exits for over $100 million. He described on TT how he earned the nickname One Lot. After blowing himself up to the tune of $50,000 at Boeing, he went over to the pit and simply traded One Lots on Teledyne Options for six months. He drove all the market makers crazy in the process and he endeared a lot of ribbing from his fellow floor members, but it taught him discipline and humility. And Anthony says that that rocky beginning shook his ego and his false self-confidence and it burnished his real confidence. And I have never spoken to a market wizard where they did not discuss trading with humility and certainty that the markets were bigger than them. Number 10, you care more about your money than anybody else ever will. Yet the statistics show that out of 100 people at the age of 65, only one will be rich. Only four will be financially independent. Five will still be working and 54 will be broke. The ingredient to make sure you are not one of those people retiring poor is financial literacy. Between them, Chris Tate and Louise Bedford have over 50 years combined experience in the share market. They have trained thousands of mentorees to become active share traders. Louise, Chris and I developed Talking Trading nearly seven years ago to provide further resources to aspiring share traders and investors to bring a weekly hit of inspiration from experts in their field. And whilst not every guest on the show is a Janine Alice of Boost Juice or an Alan Peace or a Linda Rashke, we have consistently provided high-profile names to our weekly podcast to educate, inspire and storytell. And we hope to do so for many more years to come. Thank you to all the listeners, especially those who have been there from the very beginning. And here is to the next 300 episodes of inspirational stories. Happy birthday, Talking Trading. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people can get in touch with us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review because it helps people find us. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.